Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a guiding principle study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our book, Guiding Principles. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then the participation will be well worth the effort. We'll have the introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, Guided Principles. I think we're on episode 50. I could be wrong, though. We're on Tradition 6, all right? page 101. And uh, first, we're going to do some introductions. Des, could you introduce yourself, please? Sure. Hi, everybody. I'm Attic Name Des. Um, my clean date is July 24th, 1995. And I attend meetings virtually and out of Wisconsin. And my home group is the Wednesday we choose to live group out of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Thanks, Des. Hey, Donna. Hey, everybody. My name is Donna. I'm an addict. My clean date is November 22nd, 1985. I am, uh, live out here in Eugene, Oregon, and I attend uh, um, meetings here in this area and online. Come see us sometime. Thanks, Donna. Hey, Michelle. Hey, I'm Michelle C. I live in Bend, Oregon. Uh, my clean date is 8-13-92, and I fellowship in the Central Oregon area. And my home group is the Early Risers, which is online seven days a week at 7 a.m. Pacific. Thanks, Michelle. Hey, Phil. My name's Phil M. My clean date is 4-19-95. My home group is Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I do meetings in the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. Thanks, Phil. Uh, hey, Moshe. Hey, my name is Moshe D. I'm an addict. Uh, my clean date is the 28th of December, 2020. Uh, my home group is St. Andrews Fife, Surrender to Win on a Thursday night. I attend meetings in the Dundee and Fife area. Thank you. And uh, Will. Thanks, Will Addicts. Uh, my clean date's February 27th of 2013. Uh, my home groups are the Clean and Free Group in Ashtabula, Ohio, and the Monday Night Miracles Group in Meadville, Pennsylvania. Thank you. Thanks, Will. And I'm an addict. My name's Eric. Uh, my clean date is September 16th, 2019. I live in Bradenton, Florida. Uh, 10 meetings in the Sun Coast area of Florida. My home group is Friday Night Clean. So Des is going to start us off tonight. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, Tradition six is an NA group uh, never endorse, finance, or lend the NA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. And we're continuing on with the spiritual principle words, and we're going to start with respect. Well, I'm going to start with respect. Um, so the dictionary definition of respect is a particular a detail or point um and then it goes on to say uh a privilege or a privileged position or someone or something that is considered to have certain rights or privileges and 
yeah so those are what i'm going to take out of there and as far as where i'm concerned with respect when i um started to learn about the traditions and how this tradition works with narcotics anonymous it was about um for me it was about earning earning my place knowing my place understanding how to um be respected or be listened to or be heard and a lot about tradition six for me is is uh just making sure that that i'm protecting na by not uh getting influenced by outside things and doing my part and the groups doing their part and earning just the respect and and i have mad respect for na because um like I have a life today because of Narcotics Anonymous and many, 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 I mean, I think every other member I encounter has the same experience if they're um, successfully working in an A program. And uh, I, I think it speaks for itself. And sometimes, I don't know, respect is like earned or respect, you know, it's not just given away like a sales item. It's something that you have to work for, I, I believe. And I, I think this tradition is great because it teaches me that um, NA has the ability to stand on its own two feet and be okay on its own. So that's what I wanted to say about respect. Thanks. Thanks, Des. Anybody else? Uh, Donna. Hey guys, glad to be back. Um, you know, one of the things I was thinking about respect is uh, I've been around a long time, so I've seen a lot of controversy in the fellowship you know over the years you know in respect of to um literature different kinds of meetings and different kinds of things and um i was thinking about uh what it means to respect the fellowship respect the literature respect the traditions means um so it's putting aside my ego sometimes you know and uh and knowing that this is the way things are for a reason. And sometimes I understand, sometimes I don't, sometimes I agree, sometimes I don't. I have a really hard time following rules I don't understand um, or following rules I don't agree with. So I try to figure it out for myself, but having respect for the house I'm in, and we talked about that before, you know, having respect for the meeting I'm in, whatever their, their particular traditions are within that group. You know, I just think that um, that really goes a long ways towards um, uh, having an atmosphere of recovery, you know, that's congenial and uh, focused on, um, you know, carrying our message. So that's what I was thinking about that. Thanks, Donna. Anybody else? Roll into loyalty. Who's got loyalty? I do. So I'll talk again. It's Donna again. So I was looking at the uh, definitions of loyalty here. Um, and I didn't like them <laughs> because I think uh, sometimes loyalty can be, you know, kind of a two-edged sword. So um, I found one though that I liked, it made sense to me. Loyalty is the quality of staying firm in your friendship or support for something or someone, you know? And I think um, for me, I was thinking not in terms of NA as a whole, I'm not sure that NA needs that from me so much as my home group my sponsees, my, you know, my area, you know, trying to, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, show up and be the person they need me to be, you know, a member, you know, and um, um, being careful about how I talk about service, 
being careful how I talk about area service, right? Uh, you know, how we sometimes call it area circus, you know, or like, oh my God, he got roped into service. It's like, well, you know, maybe not so much that. Um, uh, also, I was thinking about uh, uh, my first home group um, was uh, uh, the Monday Night Newcomers, which is a meeting that still exists today, like 37 years later, right? And, uh, um, and, and I did not miss that meeting for seven years. My first seven years of recovery, I never missed that meeting, right? And, um, uh, and, how, and how much I felt a part of something, right? How, in a way I had not really felt a part of anything in a very long time, a place I was wanted, a place I was welcome, a place I was needed, a place where I had a, I had a place. They voted for, at some point for me to be the uh, secretary of the meeting. I'd never been voted to be anything ever, right? Except like the last person picked in on a team sport, Right. <laughs> and here they were, you know, voting for me to be the uh, secretary of the meeting. And I was secretary of the meeting for a year or two years or however long I did it, you know, and just that feeling of belonging that comes from that. So that's what I was thinking about loyalty. I think that it also can be used in a very negative way. We're very all or nothing kinds of people. And so we have to be careful about such things. I'm loyal because I've seen the program work. You know, not because somebody tells me I have to be this way. So that's all I have to say. Thanks. Uh, Phil. Wow, good stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Lo loyalty. That that one there too. Uh, that's got a little twist on it. But uh, but uh, lo loyalty is a good thing. But the thing about uh, our program of, of recovery and Narcotics Anonymous, you know. Uh, uh, and the literature goes on goes to say that you know that we're that we're not perfect you know and we're we're human human beings and then uh you say uh uh, uh on the human note uh let's let's be loyal to something and uh lo lo loyalty is also um uh allegiance to something too and, and lo lo loyalty can be be uh, being married to something too you know, uh, but recovery got so many twists and turns. Uh, uh, lo loyalty can be a um, uh, blessing, but um, but like like um, our readings and things say, you know, uh, we still got no uh, promises uh, to make to anybody. You know, and where we can. Um, Go, come and go uh, freely, you know. I guess as as we choose, as we speak, and, and and there's a lot of things that just that we're not forced into do. Um, I myself and I, and, I, and I will shut up on the loyalty piece. Um, uh, I see nothing wrong uh, in this world of of um, anybody wanting to be that way. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm sure because it's a spiritual principle uh, in life and in, in all, all of our affairs, uh, um, 
if you're in that state of no matter what it is, you know, you know, to the meeting, to the, the home group, to the to the whatever outside of the uh, of a Narcotics Anonymous, it's probably um, a good thing. That's all I got. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Will Addict. Um, good stuff. So as I was listening, this is great. So loyalty when my brain it immediately goes to like a small group of individuals i don't know if it's because i've normally ran in small circles or what it is but like i think i think you know staying loyal to a small group and we're talking about a group here not endorsing finance or lending in a name so it's funny money property and prestige i um i relate most with the prestige part because this is the part that's gotten in my way personally the most um and i can say like so i had a home group for a while where it was just me and another addict for about a year meeting at this home group um, until people showed up. And when people started to show up, they started to bring ideas and, and thoughts and things with them as well. And, you know, I didn't realize like how, how far I'd stuck my hands into being the, you know, that home group member, the secretary of that group um, and, and having to realize that I have to take other people's suggestions and things like that as well. Um, and to let people participate. And, you know, the whole time we were trying to get like members to come in, we're trying everything, you know, we did like dinners on certain nights, we did little bracelets. Um, and then I don't know how far it gets to the money property prestige part, you know, I, there's the funny thing about a lot of these things is the lines aren't super clear because so much of what we do is based on motives. You know, just just because I do one action one day and I do that same action the next day doesn't mean that it was in the same motive realm and it's okay today so um, prestige has always been that part that gets to me so as my group, you know, finds its own identity and learns how to, how it, it can best carry the message, you know, the loyalty piece I think I have to focus on is that I belong to a much bigger whole as that group, like Narcotics Anonymous, um, much bigger than just my group. So while we might have our own identity, we might be able to do a couple little things to things, there's, the literature table should stay the same, you know, the message should stay the same. Um, and what we're doing in that room should kind of be the same, even though we get to put our own little innuendos on it. Um, but the loyalty piece being that it's always Narcotics Anonymous. And that's all I got. Thanks, Will. Michelle. Michelle, Michelle Addicts. And uh, I don't know. So I, I, when I heard the word loyalty in relation to this tradition, it, I took it to a totally different place. Um, when, when I first got clean, my first sponsor said, you know, that it was important to to pick a fellowship, right? That to, to not be bisexual, to, to get involved and to be committed in one place so that people knew me, that I got to know people and that I was a part of something. And that, that um, and, and then as I further learned about this tradition, I learned about the importance of not, um, you know, the importance of not lending our name, of the importance of in a Narcotics Anonymous meeting, that we're only talking about Narcotics Anonymous literature, that we're only talking about the Narcotics Anonymous um, uh, promises. We're only talking about, you know, um, we're only talking NA language. And, and that, and, and that in, in essence is also being loyal, right? We're being loyal to the steps in the traditions of Narcotics Anonymous because, um, you know, how it was best described to me in relation to this, this tradition was, what if somebody's in a meeting for their very first time and they don't know anything about Narcotics Anonymous and everybody in the room is talking about treatment centers or 
fellowship literature that's not ours or things like that. that. That individual may think that either A, they're in the wrong place, that they may have to go to all these different things, right? They may have to spend time in a treatment center, go to this other fellowship to be able to get clean and stay clean, right? So it blurs the message. So the, the loyalty that I also see in, in this tradition is about exactly what it says, not endorsing uh, or lending our name out or crossing it over with other fellowships or even something as simple as being conscious about how we refer to a meeting. Oh, I'm going to the meeting at Bethlehem Inn. No, I'm going to the primary purpose meeting. It happens to be at the Bethlehem Inn, but Bethlehem Inn has nothing to do with Narcotics Anonymous or the meeting itself, right? So even as simple of how we frame something on a flyer or um, talk about a meeting, right? When Zoom first came out, a lot of people said, you know, oh, it's a Zoom meeting. No, it's a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. It just happens to be on the Zoom platform. We're not related. Um, and all of those little things to me are about being loyal. It's about being loyal to Narcotics Anonymous and to the traditions and to the literature and to being a part of, um, of this fellowship and and um and not diverting from that primary purpose of helping the addicts who need and want to get clean because as that message gets blurred when when that when we become disloyal to that message i feel we risk the lives of addicts so i don't know just kind of a different perspective but um one that's fairly ingrained in me that's all i got thanks michelle yeah i liked uh, i liked both of those words actually and looking back on them like People would, I remember being, uh, you know, out there using and people use these words a lot, you know, but very rarely was it, uh, you know, did people live by their actions, you know, and I was, I was just as guilty, you know, I would claim loyalty and really what loyalty meant was not snitching, you know what I mean, but we'd rob each other, fuck each other over, you know, and um, I'm so glad I don't have to do that today and, uh, you know, like respect for me is like, it's just like humility, man, it's just like treating others how I want to be treated and how I, you know, um, and loyalty too. I'm like fiercely loyal to NA and I struggle with this because we got a lot of bisexual people around here too, you know, and, um, uh, so I'm glad to take the traditions back to just guiding my own behavior and I'm, I don't use them. Um, currently I don't use, I don't use them as a, you know, a weapon, you know, and, uh, as far as educating people, I don't know. I just have conversations with people, but I often get lost when people say, well, it doesn't make no difference to me. Well, then I, why would I try to change their mind? If that's the case, you know, um, but it does make a, make a difference to me. And so I'm grateful to, um, to be able to practice that today, you know, to be able to practice some loyalty. Uh, okay. So going on to the next one, what do I have next? Phil, can you do confidence for us? Okay. Confidence. Confidence, uh, is, uh, trust reliance, self-assurance, boldness, a state of trust or intimacy, secret. Uh, for me, um, that goes a long way in Narcotics Anonymous and uh, uh, especially um, with this, um, uh, tradition and you know focusing on the primary purpose and and 
which is the first thing uh, we do in Narcotics Anonymous and uh, having uh, all trust uh, in the program of Narcotics Anonymous and uh, uh, just coming to believe uh, that it works and, 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 and knowing, knowing it. Uh, uh, yeah, all, all the things in that uh, dictionary um, definition, a, a definition uh, I can relate. Uh, uh, boldness, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do love the program. I adore the program. Uh, and uh, I have uh, a, a lot of assurance and securities and, and things uh, in the program with the steps, traditions, uh, uh, the meetings, the fellowships, uh, service, and uh, uh, I've I've come to believe uh, and um, reliance. Um, yeah, uh, being in recovery, uh, I can fully rely on my recovery and the program of Narcotics Anonymous and uh, my come to believe process. I, I bought into what our traditions say. I don't have to waver from them. And, and what I know about them is uh, I can't even negotiate them. They're just, just a done deal. So um, for, for me, um, um, yeah, that, that boldness can, can, can be there. You know, uh, uh, self-assurance. Uh, uh, I don't know who doesn't want, uh, want to have that, you know. Uh, that that's a uh, luxury and and uh, having a uh, confidence, you know, in in myself, in others, sponsor, the fellowship, the meetings. Uh, uh, it's it's just a um, program. Uh, if if we do it, uh, well, yeah, if yeah, if we if we do it, because it's our program. Uh, uh, all those things uh, can. Um, can be achieved. That's all I got. Thanks, Phil. Anybody else want to take that? Go ahead, Des. Oh, yeah. I Well, I wanted to say the one thing I want to say about confidence is that I like the mix of, of tradition six that, you know, where it says um, that we don't have to endorse or lend our name to anybody else because we're confident that we work. Like we know that we work. NA knows that it works. And we believe in ourselves. And I think that confidence is really cool. So I just wanted to add that in. And, and on top of everything else that Phil said, which was spot on. Thanks. Thanks, Des. All right, we're going to go over to Moshe for prudence. Thanks very much. Yeah, so um, I had to look at a couple different definitions of prudence. and. You know, it turned out that the first one that I found was my favorite, acting with care and thought for the future. And what I love about that one is acting with care and thought. Like this is a, an action program. And it's, um, you know, I can spend all day in my head worrying and obsessing over every little detail of how my next home group's gonna go, um, how the next area meeting's gonna go. Um, but that isn't prudence. <laughs> um, to act with prudence is to have that, um, in my opinion, that, that dialogue with yourself and with others about um, 
you know, just making good decisions. That's what we do as addicts, isn't it? We share our thinking, we get help on our thinking, we make better decisions. And um, I actually, I, I wish you guys could have seen me uh, rolling around on the floor two days ago when I got an email from my bank. And the tagline for this email was McDixon, live for today by planning for tomorrow. <laughs> and I thought, wow, my bank's joined a 12-step program, fantastic. Um, yeah, I really struggled with prudence as a spiritual principle uh, because the concept of just for today was so transformative for me and then prudence seemed in opposition to that but um you know having done a lot of, of service work and stuff and, and then seeing the traditions in action it's the uh, prudence is taking the wisdom and the knowledge of the people that have gone before you who said hey we've tried this it didn't work um here's how you can avoid that and saying, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm going to listen to that. And yeah, as tradition sakes, you know, that's people saying, hey, we tried getting involved in this. It was crap. <laughs> it distracted us from our primary purpose. And that is a, um, a, can be a spiritual sinkhole for your whole group if it doesn't feel like you're fulfilling your primary purpose. Um, that's why we're all here, right? It's carrying the message of recovery and hope. Um, so that's what I had on that. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? God, Phil. I'll be real, real quick. Uh, uh, I think um, uh, that spiritual principle of, of prudence is is huge uh, uh, in in this tradition because um, money, property, and prestige can definitely divert us, but um, but uh, prudence is is also being being careful and uh, having some kind of foresight and being sane. Um, um, I'll just talk about um, a few things uh, that, uh, that I really got to work steps and traditions on sometimes uh, as far as uh, service goes, because uh, sometimes uh, to me, as far as money and property, and prestige and things can go, uh, I guess in, um, I don't want to be talking about folks, but um, um, you know, and and oh, you know what? It's not this is not cost anonymous, and and uh, it, it is it is what it is. And as long as I'm telling the truth, it is. You know, things can be just top heavy with stuff, with uh, with activities and and this and that, where where things aren't aren't prudent with things, and um, the primary purpose isn't even mentioned or thought of. You know, we're just, we're just going to party hardy and uh, uh, do this and other thing. And we're not even going to have a H&I workshop or a PR workshop. We're just going to just, just, just party hardy uh, all night. You know what I'm saying? And, we'll, and then it's like, well, well where's the, the, the workshops? You know, uh, uh, where is the, the primary purpose in uh, all this and uh, all this um, money? Uh, your folks done uh, forked uh, out here. Uh, uh, just to shake your behinds, uh, it's uh, it it don't make any sense to me, and I guess that comes into the thing of of pr of, of um, pr prudence uh, with with some kind of um, foresight, some kind of sanity, some kind of um, 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 looking out for something. That's all I got. Thanks, Phil. Everybody else. 
uh, Rhonda Will with uh, the conviction. Yeah, thanks, Will Addict. Um, so yeah, I looked up conviction as well. The first definition is a formal declaration that someone's guilty of a criminal offense that while familiar, I don't think is what we're aiming for. Uh, two, a firmly held belief or opinion. Um, so we've all kind of touched on it already. I, I didn't comment earlier on loyalty because it was all the same things I was going to say for conviction, but it's, um, so for my personal story, like, look, I got here, um, and I, I got clean in Narcotics Anonymous and it was with Narcotics Anonymous literature. And I had a sponsor that was really big into the literature and I didn't realize it till later and traveling around, like how much more almost I was in the literature than most people around me because they like, even was my turn to comment, they're like, oh, I bet he's going to tell us where to find it in the literature. And I'd be like, yeah, I fucking am actually, <laughs> but you know, um, so it's just uh, the conviction piece for me is, man, this, it worked. I don't know if anybody else can like, it's that simple. Like I tried to get clean a lot of times um, through a lot of different methods and I got to Narcotics Anonymous and it worked. Um, and that's where my conviction was born out of is that this, and we've all said this a million times, the NA is enough. Um, I, I, I completely agree with a lot of what was said today. I, I have a lot of people I, I respect in this process and I make it a point to get away from my area and away from my town and to meet new people. Um, I'm a nerd in that respect, whatever you want to call it. I collect old literature. I go anywhere I can to try and chase, you know, just, just little bits and pieces of this. Um, and recently, like I had this one interaction, like someone was like, you know, if you really want to understand this tradition, you should really check out this other fellowships literature. There's a story. And like, I have all the respect in the world for this person. And I was like, in my head, am I being rebellious? Am I being closed minded? I was like, did you read that? I'm like, no, I fucking didn't. I'm just, <laughs> it's just me. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, I like you, but I just can't do it. Like I, um, I just understand like where my home is here. Um, and the conviction piece with the home group. And I was just done. I mean, when he's talking about love, like loyalty and respect are often used in the streets where like money, property, and prestige are also all the things I got rid of in the streets so that I could get high every day. Like I didn't have these things anymore. Um, so as they started to come back, they were really important to me and it was really easy to let it get out of control. Um, and getting in work with the traditions, someone else said not negotiable, very, very true. However, if I pull just one tradition with me at a time, I find it really easy to weaponize it um, if I want to call somebody out. And I, I'll have to always remember that, um, you know, isolating someone from the group is putting someone in a lonely position. And that's, in my opinion, where my disease wants me to work on me the most. So if I don't pull tradition one with me every time I talk about another tradition with somebody, I have a tendency to just act on how it affects me and not how it affects that whole group. Um, so the conviction piece is not only do I follow my traditions, I follow them all. Like, I, I can't just point at, Hey, you're being an asshole today. I need to, you know, sit down and or I'm being an asshole, whatever the case might be, um, sit down and remember that, Hey, we all need to be here as well. Um, so, so I always try to, to, to couple them up at least with tradition one. I've always heard that step one's the one you have to get right every day. I think like tradition ones is the one you have to get right every time you're involved in them as well. That's all I have. Thank you. Uh, does anybody else want to touch on that? All right, Michelle's up next with perseverance. All right. <clears throat> so the definition of perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Um, and you know what I was thinking about with perseverance um, is 
you know, in relation to this step is just that I, I, I think that we have to keep persevering towards this goal, right? Like that as, as the world changes, as, um, as things change around us, as, as we go through struggles. I mean, I think that the pandemic was a great opportunity to practice perseverance, right? We had to find new ways to connect, to stay clean, to, you know, how do we, how do we set things up right so that we're honoring, um, you know, the, the money and, and, you know, to, to remain self-supporting, how do we, um, you know, there were so many things over these last few years where I felt that this tradition really came, the perseverance of this tradition really came into play, right? Because pre-pandemic, there were very few meetings online. There was a lot of resistance to that. And, and so we had to find all new ways and how do we structure the seventh tradition and how do we continue to give to area and to world and, um, you know, how do groups structure themselves? How do we deal with area? You know, all these different things. Um, are we aligned to an area or are we not aligned to an area? So I just think that, you know, when I think about perseverance and even, even prior to that, you know, I think about the, I've been clean for three decades and I think about kind of the different phases, right? I mean, when I first got clean, there wasn't a lot of recovery houses and, and uh, court ordered programs. Now there's like, there was like this wave of those at one point. So we had to learn how to persevere through that. How do we talk to people? How do we make sure? And, and I think even in persevering in, you know, um, for those of us who've been around and, and have this knowledge and wisdom of, you know, not beating people up with it, but also not, also not getting to that point where we're like, oh, well, nobody's really going to pay attention. Why should I keep saying something? You know, like there's a perseverance in that, in being the person that, um, is often the person in the room that goes, hey guys, there's a tradition here we need to take a look at and educate ourselves on and make sure, you know, like there's a there's a level of perseverance in, in doing that. Um, not, again, in shifting from like beating people up with the traditions to there's a reason that we have them. There's a reason that, you know, that that um, they, they keep the unity, they keep us, they keep the fellowship alive and well and, um, so I feel like that there's a lot of perseverance uh, involved in that as well. And and um, and even in getting people to care about the traditions, right? To want to learn about them, to, to want to do step studies, to want, you know, like that even in itself sometimes takes perseverance. So uh, I think that's all I got on it. Thanks, Michelle. I'm so grateful to be here. I get to learn so much from you guys every week. Go ahead, Phil. Uh, I'll be real quick. Uh, that that was uh, that was very um, well said. But uh, um, per perseverance it just it just goes with the um, the, um, the as far as I'm concerned, um, definitely uh, this uh, tradition. But the uh, the whole program of um, Narcotics Anonymous because it's it's still uh, only with understanding. An application that the thing works, but uh, but perseverance is still uh, in spite of difficulties. You know, um, uh, uh, that's how I, I got into recovery was because of my difficulties and things, and uh, uh, and being an active addiction, but being in in, in recovery and and uh, living life um, uh, in this world. You know, you know, thank uh, thankful for the steps. And our traditions, uh, um, 
there's still a lot of difficulties, but the blessing of um, perseverance and we have application of, um, because we're in recovery, we can have application of perseverance. And, and, and what, what I think is so cool, we can really practice that blessing in all of our affairs. So for me, there's just nothing like um, application of that perseverance too. Thanks, Phil. Anybody else? Now we're going to go over to page 102. I'll start here. So for members, although this tradition addresses itself to the group, the issues it warns us about arise on a personal level too. Money, property, and prestige can divert us because each of them can be used to feed self-centeredness. This tradition points us to the very personal investments each of us has in our groups and in our fellowship. Our personal practice of humility and anonymity serves the group as much as ourselves. One of the hallmarks of our disease is that it takes us away from the things that matter to us. We may have dreams or goals, people we love and care about, spiritual values, religious faith, but none of it matters when we're using. Addiction diverts us over and over until we feel completely hollowed out. It's an empty feeling in our gut that we do just about anything, even die, rather than feel. Sometimes that feeling follows or revisits us deep into our recovery. And, uh, you know, I think if I would have read this a while ago, that would have scared me. Um, but it doesn't today. You know, like... Um, I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I don't need to practice this stuff. You know, it's like the, the, the peace that I get from knowing that, you know, I have a way to deal today, um, is great. You know, cause it used to be, I used to have a lot of fear that that was not going to get well enough to, uh, to recover, you know, and like today I know all I have to do is uh, keep showing up and keep, uh, you know, being honest, open-minded and willing. And, uh, and I got a shot, you know, and I see it happening in my day-to-day -day life, you know. That's about all I got there. Anybody want to see no hands? Okay. Now we're going to, Des is going to take the next two, please. All right. Uh, yeah, that, that those first two paragraphs were great. They were fire, Eric. I liked them. Uh, practicing Tradition 6 as a member means recognizing the ways our personal affiliations can affect the group, and also how desire for money, property, or prestige can impact our personal practice of unity. When we consider this tradition in our lives, we often begin by noticing how we respond to what attracts us. Many of us appreciate having nice things. We value being respected in our community. Being regarded well by others may, may be enough, may be important enough for us to pay attention to our behavior and our self presentation. Or it may be so important that we base our own sense of ourselves on how we think others are seeing us. When we feel like we're not enough, we become vulnerable in ways we may not recognize. We may be unsure of ourselves or unsure of our fellowship, our message, or our principles, particularly when we're stepping out into a new area. Standing firm on these issues can seem like a luxury. We think we'll do that later, when we're more established, or perhaps we suspect some of the principles of our traditions are more appropriate for NA communities with greater resources. In fact, nothing is further from the truth. 
We can't build a strong structure on a weak foundation in our lives or in our fellowship. So, um, yeah, I, I particularly like, um, well, I, I resonate with, with the, the first two paragraphs that Eric read. And then this last paragraph that I read, the, the whole, um, you know, that, that empty feeling in our gut that we do just about anything rather even die rather than feel. And that was so much of my active addiction. Like I did whatever I could to not have the feelings that I was having. And then, um, and then it goes on in here. And then it starts talking about paying attention for me. This is what I get out of it. Paying attention to what I'm attracted to, what works for me. You know, what do I want? What do I consider as, as prestigious or money or property, you know? Like um, having food in my refrigerator is really cool. Like fresh food that's healthy, not like junky, gross, you know, leftover fast food, but having like fresh ingredients and, and food that isn't spoiled. And um, I remember when I first got clean, having electricity was a luxury. I was like, wow, this is so cool. You know, running water, having my own apartment. You know, I, I never had a, an apartment of my own. You know, I had been um, living pretty much as a street person from the time I was 14 years old until I was 25. So all these things were so brand new to me. So I, I think about that. And, um, and then as I got cleaner, as I stayed clean longer, cleaner was clean longer. I don't know which way it went, but I would see people that would be like getting married or buying houses or having their first car or whatever. And all of that really meant nothing to me because I had never experienced that in active addiction, but it did mean a lot to some people, you know, when I was like, well, shit, my car just runs. Like I turn the key and it runs or it has gas or I paid my registration or I actually was able to buy an actual insurance policy on my car, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, but then when I, when I come down and, and I think about um, the appreciation of having nice things, being respected in my community, I am involved with my community today and, and not just the NA community, but like the community of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, I'm a member of my community. And I'm really grateful for that. Like I can go places and I know people and I'm not hiding out. I'm not embarrassed. I can make eye contact. That's all really cool. And then it talks about being vulnerable in ways that we may not recognize. So for me, I've really been reflecting on that, you know, for the last probably five years of my recovery, like paying attention to what affects me and, and what makes me feel uncomfortable. And then why does it make me feel uncomfortable? And, and how can I improve myself or feel more comfortable or what am I supposed to do and then if you flip that when I flip that and I think about it with the tradition what makes NA vulnerable you know and paying attention to that you know and and making sure that um you know it it goes on to say that a weak foundation you know in our lives and in our fellowship we can't build a strong structure on that so with NA and, and a lot of times my meetings my home group has two home group members, man. I mean, we're virtual, but we have two of us that are from Fond du Lac that keep showing up. We're small, but we stand on a firm foundation. You know, we don't waver away from Narcotics Anonymous because we believe in Narcotics Anonymous. And, um, and I could tell you that when the pandemic happened here in my community, some, some groups merged with other fellowships because they chose to. I, I don't know. They chose to because they thought they would get more a, a stronger base or something. And I'm super grateful that my home group did not do that. I'm grateful that we stood on NA's principles and we're still there. And, and I'm really, you know, I think about that stuff, like that strong foundation 
and standing even when you're unsure, but making sure that you're sure because of the traditions. So um, yeah, so that 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 whole those, those whole first paragraphs are just those are really great for me. And um, yeah, so that's my share. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Go ahead, Will. Hey, thanks, Will Addicts. Um, yeah, this is a lot of good information. Um, I kind of got stuck on this. We we think we'll do that later when we're more established line because um, I'm an impatient by nature, I guess. But like it it resonates back to, like I said, I had that home group with one other member for a long time. And I we get so aggravated and just mad at the fellowship because we were there by ourselves and, and trying to figure out things. And I don't know if you've ever seen like a voting process or a business meeting with two people. It's really hard to get like a second and then like people to vote. Um, and you get so scared, like, are we controlling? And then like, I call people and be like, I feel like we're controlling. They're like, you're the only two people there. I'm like, I, I just, you know, I don't want to not do something right. Um, at that time, I was really scared that I could like destroy Narcotics Anonymous. I understand now that I can't, but in that moment, but it did really seem like it would be a lot easier if we could just, you know, push these to the side for a minute until we get a crowd and then we'll introduce the traditions, you know, uh, and then we'll start telling people what they shouldn't do. Or, um, and I can remember too, another recovery, like if certain people were like, would show up to our meetings, like we'd be like, man, he's here tonight. I got to make sure I'm really on my, on my game, you know? Um, so I get that. And up here, and we talked about it just a minute ago, the money, property or prestige and things we didn't have. Um, you know, as it explained to me, this, this program makes one promise and that's, that's a freedom from active addiction. Um, and I've had to learn that a couple of times with sponsees, uh, assuming that my goals are their goals, uh, whether it be jobs or money or things like that. Like, what are you doing about this? I'm like, I'm not doing nothing about that. I just want to stay clean. I'm like, shit, forgot. That's why we're here. You know, I guess you don't need to go get a job. I guess you can sit at home if that's, if that's part of your plan. Um, and just understanding that they could really can divide us. Like those are the big ones. Um, especially with group um, events he was talking about earlier, making sure that there's always no addict turned away and that it's, you know, it's not an hour and a half away where people can't get to it if they don't have cars or don't have things, you know, make sure it's accessible to the people we're here to serve um, and that everybody can participate because it's really like, I love sports. I might decide to do a sponsor picnic at like, I don't know what NFL game, you know, and it just really would not be, very good idea <laughs> a lot of people well one don't like my team probably don't have enough money to go like it'd be really easy to take a part of my life try to bring it in here um and, and separate myself from the herd real quickly so um that's all i have well thanks yeah um you know will touched a little bit on on that um having a a, a home group with only two people and you know i was in a situation with my sponsor where our home group was tiny and um at one point it was only meeting open for a while because the pandemic and then you know attendance really dropped off and we were really worried that we weren't going to make our rent money so we had to put on fundraiser day and um we it's uh sorry the, the quote i'm looking for stunning families issues can seem like a luxury we think we'll do that later when we're more established um, or perhaps some of the principles or traditions are more appropriate for any communities with greater resources. And that's exactly how we felt, you know, um, we put on a day and we got a lot of money and then we had a situation where we weren't sure if one of the traditions had been violated. And I think it took three group consciences and taking traditions readings and, and you know, really working it out together and 
digging deep to have that, that spirit of unity. And um, we found that it had, we rectified the situation and the unity and strength that that brought us as a group. We did so much learning together. We became so much closer and it really shines through in our meetings even stronger than before that we have unity, you know, what we've talked about today, confidence and conviction in those. Um, and it's tried and tested. Um, yeah, so that was what I had to share on that. Thank you. Yeah, Donna. I was thinking about um, folks that, um, I mean, I've been a person who's moved into a small area with some substantial amount of clean time. And um, not only were they not doing it right for those out there in radio land, I got my finger quotes going on here, uh, but they were violating traditions pretty egregiously. And, um, you know, bringing in other fellowships, literature, combining events with other fellowships. I was just like, just a lot of stuff going on. And I was um, outraged, right? And so, and so I took it upon myself to teach them the right way to do things. And listen, nobody asked me, right? And so I was not... Not only was I not popular, but I was ostracized and felt pretty um, unwelcome. And it wasn't just a feeling I wasn't welcome and it wasn't nice. I have another friend who's going through something like that right now. Um, and uh, um, uh, standing firm on those principles when I have no fellowship to turn to can, is, can be a kind of a, a shaky spot. You know, would it have been better for me to have become part of the group and built their trust and tried to teach them from the inside out? You know, I don't I don't know. Um, that's still a pretty sore spot. You know, uh, when I think back on it, my friend fortunately can drive 30 miles and come see us here in my home area where she got clean many years ago, you know, and but it's but it hurts her heart you know, to have to be um, having these kind of conversations and being treated as a, you know, a grumpy old timer or an outsider who's trying to control the groups. You know, one of the things we talk about, and we talked about it a lot, and I've learned a lot from you guys about this, is that a cre creative autonomy, you know, allowing groups to do their meetings the way they want to, as long as some things are being followed. We're, fo we're reading NA literature, we're following our own traditions, you know, the seventh tradition is being used appropriately, you know, and uh, the, which the group has a lot of flexibility in and, um, and, you know, and tr trying to um, remember some, some things like our newcomers showing up and if they're showing up, are they coming back? And if they're coming back, are they staying clean? If they're coming, if they're coming back or staying clean, is it working? Right. And um, I just to all that to say, I don't have all the answers like I th used to think I did. And it, it doesn't mean that the traditions are negotiable. It means they are they're based on spiritual principles. Spiritual principles are not in conflict with each other, including love and compassion and kindness. You know, and so um, I really liked what Will said earlier. It's not about just one tradition. It's about all of the traditions, you know, and if I go into a group and I get myself 
you know, uh, on the outside of it, because I'm acting like somebody who knows all the answers, I have not solved any problems. I have not helped anybody, right? So that anyway, there just may be other ways to do that rather than standing firmly on my convictions. Can you guys imagine me doing that? I'm sure you can see me doing that. <laughs> All right, thanks, Donna. I see another hand up. I really like those two paragraphs myself, man. Like, I can see it in traditions and in, in my life. And it just shows me like how paradoxical my thinking is to a solution, man. Like when we feel like we're not enough, we become vulnerable in ways we may not recognize. You know, it's, it's fear right there. And whether that be fear of like uh, not having a strong enough foundation, you know, or thinking that I know what that foundation is, like thinking more members equals a stronger foundation. Um, or in my own life, you know, money, property, and prestige. When I first got clean, like thinking I got to get the social acceptability, you know, and trying to like rush that whole part, putting the recovery, the actual recovery on the back burn, you know, can't work these steps. I got to get some overtime. And, uh, you know, down at the bottom, uh, perhaps we suspect some of the principles of our traditions are more appropriate for any communities with greater resources. In fact, nothing is further from the truth. Nothing is further from the truth. That's telling me how, how skewed that thinking is. It's the complete opposite, you know? Um, yeah, so I was thinking about telling a story about one of the home groups I had. Just suffice it to say, we had very few home group members. None of us were reading anything about any traditions. We were getting a little loose. It was a meditation meeting. We were getting a little loose. And let it, over time, what would happen was I would hear from old timers that didn't want to come because they thought we were breaking traditions. And, uh, you know, but I, we had a group conscience, you know, so I thought <laughs> we got a group conscience. It's fine. Um, but I would just see over time, like people visit from out of town. We had a lot of newcomers coming, but they weren't coming back, you know, um, just, just over time, I was able to see these things, you know, and like today I could see uh, what happened there. And it was important learning process for me because it actually got me involved in traditions and finding out what was going on there. Uh, I am a bit embarrassed about it today, but you know, I didn't know. So go ahead, Phil. Uh, real quick, um, yeah, I can uh, really relate to uh, Dawn, and I've been in uh, a few uh, uh, situations like that in, in, in the fellowship and uh, uh, learning positions, and, and I'm still thankful for, um, for the sponsors I've had, uh, the sponsorship family that I've had, and the way they have been with the literature of Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, uh, same case scenarios, but uh, what I have learned, and, it's, and especially uh, to this day, uh, with all our spiritual principles not being in conflict, uh, one of the ones um, uh, that I really practice is steadfastness. And uh, anytime I'm talking about or pointing things in, in, in the literature, that's just my way of practicing it. You know, it's still practicing these principles in all all of our affairs instead of that no you can't waver and change my mind about this program you can go this direction you can go that direction you can spin and twist like whatever but this is what our literature says you know uh fidelity is is, is still that uh faithfulness to the exactness of of our program and it belongs to narcotics anonymous and uh it holds me accountable uh it can hold others accountable and I'll just share this and shut up. Uh, member, members just, just, just know uh, 
whatever I'm talking about, or like whatever, really don't take it up with me. I got a sponsor. You can go talk to him. Thanks, Phil. All right, go ahead, Moshe. Thanks. Yeah, I just wanted to add a little bit to what you were saying, Eric, is uh, about that um, learning process. You used the phrase learning process. And, you know, what I always fall back on and struggling through learning traditions as a group is no matter what we're doing, we're not doing it alone. Everyone's going through a learning process. Someone with 15, 20 years clean can know nothing about traditions if they haven't been through that learning process and you can go through it together no matter what. I just want that back Thank you. Anybody else? I think we'll put a pin in it right there. We'll come back next week. Continue. Thanks everybody for joining us. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so.